Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Planet Podcast. This is the second episode, and today we have a lovely guest on our show to switch things up a little bit. Uh, Katrina, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, thanks for having me on the show, Lisa. Um, I'm Lisa's roommate. I'm Katrina, I'm a senior here. I study religion um, at Kalamazoo College, and I'm really honored to be here today. Yeah, happy to have you. So last episode, we talked about how the meat industry impacts the environment, specifically through the way that it uh, impacts our land, our water, and our atmosphere. And it affects our land because, you know, they tear down and burn forests to make room for all the animals. And then to actually keep the animals alive, they need to grow crops to feed all the animals, which accounts for even more land usage. And on top of that, the water that's uh, that's used to keep the animals hydrated and to water the crops accounts for around 8% of the global water usage. And then finally, we talked about how livestock emit greenhouse gases, which hurt our planet in the long run. And the worst culprit of this are cows, because they emit methane, which is a main contributor to global warming. So after hearing all of this... Um, you know, how the meat industry affects our planet. How do you feel, Katrina? Um, Was this something that you were aware of before? Yeah. No, I wasn't aware of all of the details of everything that you just talked about. Um, And honestly, it just really makes me hate capitalism more. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it does not make me feel good. I don't think that would make anyone feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that this is something that I don't know, people don't care enough about or just aren't properly informed on? Well, it's probably a mix of both. I think that people don't care enough about it, as in, like, in the mainstream um, media or, like, mainstream ideas, people won't care about it because it doesn't affect them directly because they're not the people living in the land that's been, I don't know, like, ravaged for these animals. And the people that are just tend not to have as large of a voice as... um, you know, the mainstream. So, yeah, I don't think that people care enough about it because it doesn't affect them and people also aren't properly informed on it because this isn't some sort of, this isn't information you would just stumble across. You'd really have to, like, look for it. Or when it is given to people, they see all of these, like, words and statistics and they just kind of zone out. Right, and we live in America where, you know, we could buy, (laughs) we could buy meat anywhere. And you're so far removed from the land that makes your food, that what, you know, like, why would you care about it? If exactly. You, if you've never been taught to and you've never, it's never been part of your value system. Mm-hmm. Right. So moving on, um, we actually have some questions from the listeners from the last episode. Yeah. Um, and the first question is that if this issue got out worldwide, do you think that the majority of people would try to reduce their meat consumption? I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to preface this question by saying that, you know, there are two major ways that we can curb the effects of climate change caused by the meat industry. And the first one is for the government to actually enforce some laws that will restrict the way that the meat industry operates. I don't know specifically what the laws would be, but yeah, that's one option. And the other option is to drive down the demand for meat. And that can be done by changing our individual behaviors so that they manifest on a global scale. So, yeah, I mean, we both said no to that question. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't make you want to change your, change your diet in any way. And also, 
is it realistic even for someone to change their diet especially in america i guess Mm. well i'll start with the second question if it's realistic to change your diet it really depends on who you are and i bet you guys already talked about like your socioeconomic status like determines where you can get fresh food where you can buy things that aren't meat like um it's probably easier for a lot of people to get fast food that sells meat and it's probably cheaper and more accessible to them than to change their entire diet um not that it's not possible but it's accessibility is a a huge thing um my diet is mostly fish so i'm yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm just lucky that um I, I was raised with a, a different cultural diet, so my the food that I eat doesn't really have to depend on meat consumption. Um, and maybe if we can go back to the first question about, like, if I think that majority of people um, would try to reduce their meat consumption and, like, how we both answered no, I don't think that they would because it's, I think that it would be a lot of, like, fake <laughs> performing of it because it's mm-hmm. like when people say like just recycle and they think that that's going to solve the problem when really it's those people in power that really need to change that right and like to add on to that if we just take a step back and think at the global scale too we know that high income countries can do a lot to reduce their meat intake and to mitigate the effects of climate change but a lot of the world just can't do that right and in the poorest parts of the world livestock is essential for their survival um you know i think i read somewhere that like it said that around one billion people depend on livestock for their income Mm -hmm. and you know not only is this unrealistic economically but also practically in some some areas of the world um and like 60 percent of the sub-saharan africa uh is covered by dry lands meaning that the land can't really be used for anything other than raising livestock. So, you know, you can't grow crops there and you're just forced to use the land for livestock. It would be totally unrealistic to think that people would just stop consuming meat altogether to save the planet, I guess. Yeah, especially when your livelihood depends on it. Right. Okay, so, well, now that I know all of this horrible stuff about the meat industry... (laughs) Is there any, like, alternative for people who like meat and just, like, don't want to give it up because of they like the taste of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so have you heard of, you know, companies like Impossible Burger or yeah. Beyond Meat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these are just meat substitute companies that are more envir- environmentally friendly because they're not using up as many of our natural resources to produce the food. And, um... Studies have actually found that, you know, production of meat substitutes generates approximately like 10 times less greenhouse gas emissions than producing those equivalent beef-based products. And, right, like to put the numbers into context, it said that the the pollution generated to produce a typical 8-ounce steak is equivalent to driving a small car for about 29 miles. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... But replacing that steak with the same amount of some vegetarian meat substitute is like driving that same car, but only for three miles. Wow. Wow, that is quite a difference. Right. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we have actually one more question from the audience, and it asks... Um, do you think that the owners of the livestock could change their animals' eating habits 
and living conditions to make this situation better. Have you ever thought about that? Like changing cows' diets? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a really big foodie. So, well, more into like, I like how cheese is made. I actually watch a lot of cheese making videos, <laughs> which is weird. You do? But, yeah, but the way that they feed their cows affects how their milk is made, which is, I assume, the same way that the meat is made. So it's absolutely possible to change it. But it also is very dependent on the environment that they're surrounded with, which I know is out of the control a lot of the time of the people who are raising livestock. So again, it comes down to that question of accessibility. Um, and I think that it's too simple to assume that people can just change things just to just that simply just, oh, why don't I just change what this cow eats? But then that means you have to change the entire environment mm-hmm. that cow is raised in. Exactly. Yeah. So scientists across the world have actually been experimenting with food additives and like cows diets to regulate their methane emissions. Um, yeah. And so cows, they are really stinky creatures. Um, <laughs> just naturally, they burp and they fart and they just emit a lot of methane into the air, which is... <laughs> they're just terrible greenhouse they're just gases. so stinky. <laughs> um, and so some things that I've read, you know, um, Burger King, for example, they've been, they've been promoting how in some areas uh, they incorporate lemongrass into a cow's diet to reduce their output of methane. Um, It said that around, like, when you add this lemongrass, it leads to around 33% less methane emissions on, like, when the cow eats, yeah, lemongrass, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then there are also emerging studies showing that incorporating seaweed into a cow's diet, yeah, they can actually potentially reduce their methane emissions by 60%. And even though these numbers sound exciting, we can't jump on it just yet, um, especially if we think about how our ecosystems would be disrupted if we just suddenly remove precious rocks or native seagrasses and start putting seaweed farms all over the place. That's too bad, because seaweed I hear is really good for your hair. It totally is. (laughs) We, at our house, we eat a lot of seaweed. (laughs) Um, But anyway, to wrap this episode up, um, there are a lot of things that we as a society can do to reduce our carbon footprint or just to help restore our planet. Um, Studies have shown that if everyone became vegetarian by 2050, food-related greenhouse gas emissions would drop by 60%. And this is uh, mainly by eliminating red meat from our diet. Um, And if the world went vegan instead, those emissions would decline around 70%. And of course, it's not not realistic to think that everyone will adopt a plant-based diet, but it it just shows how important this issue is and what we'll need to be thinking about when climate change gets worse from here. That's crazy. Yeah. Just hearing those statistics, 16, 70%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I learned so much. Yeah. I'm hoping that more people can get informed on this topic and, you know, we can all just, we can all change our behaviors just a little bit. So, yeah, um, that's it. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode and thank you Katrina for being such a lovely guest on our show thank you for having me so yep see you next episode bye everyone bye